Hello, this is Pastor John Willingham of Doylestown Presbyterian Church. It's clear these days it's tough to make time. Schedules quickly become busy and calendars suddenly become full. To that end, DPC is excited to now offer this podcast channel, which will allow you to hear a recording of Sunday's sermon from that day's preacher. Whether you listen while taking an evening stroll, driving to and from the grocery store, or anytime you get a free couple of minutes, we hope it can allow for reflection and spiritual growth during your week. We also invite you to visit www.dtownpc.org to learn more about our church, our various ministries, and online giving opportunities. Thank you for tuning in. Today I want to spend time on a few things that make us Presbyterian. This is a teaching sermon, and so I want to start with the very first thing that's number one, that's at the very top, that is at the very core of what it means to be Presbyterian. And that is accepting the biblical truth, the joyful truth, that God first loves us. God loves us before we enter the world, before we make our first sound, before we take our first step, before we ever do anything. God loves us. And God keeps on loving us through our mess-ups and our failures and our sins. God loves us and surrounds us with beauty and with the things that we need for life. God pursues a relationship with us, not just once in a while, but constantly. God seeks a relationship in which we are clear that God promises to be our God and in which we promise to be God's people that we commit to live in God's ways. God speaks of this kind of covenant. I will be your God and you will be my people in Exodus 20. God has brought the people through the Red Sea and gathered them at Mount Sinai, where God gives the Ten Commandments. So that in our commitment to love God, we will also know how to love people. What we heard just a moment ago in our reading from Deuteronomy 29 is God establishing the very same covenant again, the very same promise. Only at this moment, the people are being prepared to enter into the promised land. Friends, God does not give up on us. Even when we judge ourselves as failures, God does not give up on us. Even when we judge others as unworthy and we treat them unkindly, God does not give up on us. Even when shame and guilt and dread run cold inside us, and even or the lives of others. God does not give up on us. The sign of this is Jesus. 
the Son of God, God in the flesh, who comes to seek us. The sign of this is baptism, in which through water and the Holy Spirit, we are claimed as Christ's own forever. So let us turn to the Gospel of Matthew, to Jesus' own baptism, where we find again the promise of God's love for us through Christ. From the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 3, verses 13 to 17, let us pray. God, through your Holy Spirit, plant your living word deep within us. God, may you bless the reading and hearing of your word for our growth and maturity as followers of Jesus Christ. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for it is proper for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. And when Jesus had been baptized, just as he came up from the water, suddenly the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. Jesus has traveled from Galilee into the desert around the Jordan, which is typically about a four days journey on foot. As he sees the sun shining on the water and as he hears it flowing, the heat and the dirt and the grit and the dust of the road stir a longing in him to be cleansed. Mindful of John the Baptist's insecurity and hesitation to baptize him, Jesus goes down under the water. And just as he comes up dripping and sputtering water and mud, the heavens open as the Spirit of God comes down so that heaven and earth meet in Jesus. Then a voice says from heaven to all who are present, This is my son, the beloved. With him I am well pleased. I have chosen him. God blesses Jesus, bringing us back to this core biblical truth that baptism is yet another moment when God acts first, choosing to love us before we even know that we need God's amazing love, before we can do anything to even receive God's love, before we have words or actions to try to grab onto God's love. Here in Jesus' baptism, all the things that happen for Jesus turn into promises that God makes to us. In the waters of baptism, we are washed, we are cleansed, we are renewed, we are refreshed and restored. As God promises, sin will not have.
the last word. As the Holy Spirit comes down to teach us and to guide us, to disciple us, we receive the promise that we are never alone. And in the voice of heaven declaring God's, Jesus is God's beloved, God is promising that just as Jesus belongs to him, we too are a child of God. We are one of the beloved children. We belong to the family of God. And every family has a place that it gathers. And so we have had this pattern of calling the church God's house, but that is such such an in a statement that does not express who God is because God cannot be confined in this building. And as we've just lived through COVID, we know that as the people of God, it's not about the building, but it's about who we are gathered in the presence of the Holy Spirit. And so these three promises are the promises made at our baptism, particularly if we were baptized as infants. And they are our expression of our love of God. And so we ask, trusting in the gracious mercy of God, do you turn from the ways of sin and renounce evil and its power in the world? Who is your Lord and Savior? Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. And we ask, will you be Christ's faithful disciples, obeying God's word and showing his love? And then last, we ask parents of young children relying on God's grace, do you promise to live the Christian faith and to teach your faith to your child? Baptism is just as full of water and mess as our birth into the world was, and it is just as permanent. A second feature that makes us Presbyterian is that we take Jesus' command to make disciples teaching all that he has taught us seriously. And so we are a people of preparation. Presbyterians like preparation. We believe in preparation, and especially when it comes to major life or major faith events. And so it's built right into our constitution, right into the book of order of the Presbyterian Church USA, the expectation that your church will prepare you to make and to keep promises. If you want to be married in a Presbyterian church, then you will receive premarital counseling. We talk with you about what it is to live your faith in marriage. We support you in developing relationship skills, and we work to help you strengthen your marriage for the years ahead. If you want to have a child baptized or be baptized yourself, then we talk to you about the gift and purpose of baptism. And if you are a young person wondering what it means to believe in Jesus, then we offer a confirmation program offering young people faith practices and various ways to get to know Jesus. If you want to become a member of the church, or at least learn more about what it means 
to make a profession of faith in Jesus Christ. Then we offer new member classes. So you can get to know us, we can get to know you, and you can explore your faith in Jesus. If the nominating committee senses you have gifts of an elder or a deacon, and that you sense that God is calling you to serve as a church officer, then we train you in the beliefs and ways of Presbyterian leadership. Yes, we Presbyterians build preparation right into the very fabric of our life together. Because we want each of us to enter into the promises of being a spouse or a parent or a church member or a church officer, trusting in God to support you and to love you through the ups and downs that are surely coming and are surely part of making and keeping promises. All Christian commitments flow out of the promises and the questions that are asked, the promises that we make in baptism. For God's promises and ours are the foundation of our life together. And so if you come to a new members class, if you come through confirmation, if you come to be ordained as an officer, we will again ask you, trusting in the gracious mercy of God, and who is your Lord and Savior? Our life together is based on our response. For just as God loves us, our response back is that we will love God and we will love our neighbor. Today, we ordain elders and deacons and install them to assume responsibility to lead this people of God. They will lead us for the next three years. How will they do that? Where will they take us? How will our leaders lead us? In this, we must look to Jesus Christ. We must look to him as our model and trust in the promise of the Holy Spirit to direct and guide us as we seek to guide and direct the people of God. We are to pray for our leaders, just as we pray for our parents, just as we pray for those who enter into the promises of marriage. The third feature that I want to lift up is that every one of the structures of the promises that we make are all based on what we see in Scripture. And so if we look at the Ten Commandments, the Ten Commandments start with four that have to do with how we love God, and six about how we love our neighbor. And if we look at the Lord's Prayer, it starts with our praise and our reliance and trust upon God, and then we move into how it is we are to love our neighbor. And so it's the same thing for the questions that we ask our elders and deacons. We start with four questions about loving God. 
And then we move into four more questions about loving the world that our God has made. Here's the heart of who we are. God loves us. And our life is based on our promises. God's faithfulness is sure. But our life is based on our promises to love God back and to love our neighbor. May we be this people. May we love because we are loved. Amen. Thank you for joining us on your journey of faith. Don't forget to check out www.dtownpc.org to explore all the ways DPC strives to be a bridge for Christ and a beacon of his love.